0: The following podcast contains strong language and adult themes and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Marvel's Wolverine, The Long. Chapter 10. No Escape.
1: Agent Marshall.
2: Yes, Agent Pierce. You
1: understand my concern. I
2: understand your concern. You see
1: why this debriefing is necessary.
2: I see why this debriefing is necessary. You
1: understand why you are currently being held in this isolation chamber, and you understand that the termination collar around your neck will detonate if you attempt to escape. I do. Very well. One week ago, when we were stationed in Burns, Alaska, you violated the Weapon X Code of Ethics, Chapter 3, Heading 5. You intentionally destroyed and erased your neural surveillance drive. Do you disagree with these charges? Look,
2: I'll admit, I've been making improvements to my software, upgrading, but nothing... Do you
1: disagree with these charges? I
2: disagree. Yes. Pierce, uh, you know I'm a newer model than you. You know that I'm supposed to interact with people. I'm supposed to change. I'm supposed to improve. No, I...
1: you have perverted your coding and violated your primary directive, thus compromising our mission.
2: Okay, Pierce, enough with the protocol. You, look, I just, you have to understand here... So you here... can
1: see why we don't trust the rest of what you're telling us.
2: I understand how it looks, yes, yes. But if there's anything. Suspicious... Here are the facts.
1: Your internal drive malfunctioned. Your data was wiped clean during a critical seven-hour window. And your meddling fingerprints are all over the software. It's more than suspicious. But you stand by your story that Logan is dead.
2: I do. Yes, he is.
1: Can you say Logan is dead? I need to monitor your ears.
2: Logan is dead.
1: Thank you. Now tell me how.
2: Pierce, I already told you- Tell me
1: again, and keep in mind that how you answer may result in your deactivation. After everything we've invested in this mission, Weapon X deserves to know the truth about what really happened in Burns.
2: Okay, fine, I'll tell you again. We were in the hospital, I went downstairs, tried to get the power on, and Logan was there. And he made me get into our car and start driving.
3: cabin. Yeah, I could smell your cyborg hardware a mile away. Could you, could you please not do that with the claws? Oh, what?
2: I'm making you nervous. You worried I'm going to put holes in the upholstery? Oh, it's just, it's difficult to concentrate on the road when I'm thinking about getting my throat slit.
3: You just keep both hands on the wheel and stick to the speed limit, okay?
2: I'll admit, I'm uh, confused right now. I'm just trying to understand. Christ. What?
3: Are they giving ten men little
2: hearts these days? Well, uh, well, I'm one of the newer models. I, I come with empathetic programming. Feelings. Oh, feelings. Okay. Well, just so we're clear,
3: we ain't going to be holding hands around the campfire anytime soon.
1: And what happened next when you arrived at the docks?
2: We stole a crabbing boat in one of the Langlock fleet. It was night, and suddenly the sky just lit up with the aurora borealis. It was like someone hit a switch. Never seen anything like it. It Just greens and pinks and purples all around us reflecting off the ocean. Oh,
3: look at you. Quite the capital really do seem
2: a little funny. Different than the old Sentinels. Thanks. Uh, I guess. The personality software improves every year I'm considered friendlier than, and more relatable than my colleague. Lucky me.
3: Okay, head over to those islands, the Five Fingers. We're going to the thickest one off to the right, the one that juts out like a thumb. Okay, uh, but where am I supposed to dock? Just wait. You'll see it. Right there, you see the dock? Yeah. Uh, But this is gonna be tricking with the waves against the rocks. I'll take it from here, Bob. Okay. Get your ass starboard side and throw up the bumpers.
2: There was this old docking station, and he had me jump off and tether the line while he was dropping anchor and cutting the engine. I've been trying to gain his trust, waiting for him to lower his guard.
3: That's it. Hey, tie it off. The good Ross bucket,
1: and that's when you did it.
2: Yes, I picked up a rock, and when his back was turned, I clubbed him with it, and tackled him, and we fell into the water. adamantium is it's i mean logan might be short but he probably weighs around 400 pounds at least and so we sank how deep oh 50 feet i guess
1: how long were you underwater
2: about half an hour at least i i, I wanted to be sure
1: we swept the area and found nothing
2: yeah those currents were pretty strong it could have taken them anywhere hmm what
1: weapon x creates living weapons We have pursued Logan all this time at considerable expense because he is one of the deadliest instruments in our arsenal. And yet you, a field agent notable for your interpersonal skills, managed to kill him with a rock and a little water? It's true. Is it?
2: You're making me do all the talking here, but what about you? You still haven't told me what happened to the hospital. We're not
1: here to talk about me.
2: Please, Pierce. It was our mission but only you have the whole story. Do I? Yes. And you keep asking me questions, but I deserve some answers too. Just tell me.
1: Okay. I waited 20 minutes for you, and when you didn't come back, I headed to the basement myself. I started up the generators, but but on my way out of the basement, I found a cigar. The tip still warm, and I knew. I just knew Logan must have found you. I couldn't run. My left leg was barely operational, but I hurried as fast as I could up the stairs and out the front entrance. Sheriff Ridge had
4: arrived. Uh, uh, Agent Pierce. Hey, help me, please.
1: You're bleeding. What happened?
4: Uh, he got me good. Uh, I'm a prophet. It was a prophet. Uh, that black dagger is right here. See? The damn thing's still sticking out of me.
1: The hospital was the only building in town with electricity. In the distance, I could see the Aurora cult, led by Prophet, marching through the streets toward us.
2: The long night.
1: The fall equinox had finally come.
2: And what did they want?
1: They wanted their sacrifice. They wanted Sheriff Ridge. Uh, it's this. Let me help you inside. Uh.
4: He got me good, didn't he? He
1: did. Now keep applying pressure uh, to the wound and lean as much of your weight uh, on me as you can. Uh, what happened?
4: Uh, I was coming back from that mess over the Langrox. I pulled into the station lot, opened my door, He's waiting for me to slam the knife into me. Uh-huh. All the way to the hill, see? Uh, uh, I didn't feel it then, but oh, feeling it now. That uh, knocked him good, though. I think it broke the nose. And then what happened? Uh, it bought me enough time to crank the engine. But then they were already after me, the rest of them just coming out of the night. Hit one of them, or two of them, on the way out of the lot. Dr. Beckman! What? Sure.
1: The fatty tissue might have absorbed most of the blow, but I'm certain his intestinal tract has been perforated. Here, help me get
4: into his chair. Uh, I couldn't protect myself. I couldn't protect this town. Well? Look, I'm sorry, but there's no other way before. The Langrocks controlled everything. Well they wanted what was best for for Burns.
1: Well, they're gone now. So the future of this town is on you. Burns can change. I'm guessing you can too. If I
2: live.
1: I hope you will. Thank you. Agent Pierce, what? Outside. It's the Aurora. They're coming. And then Prophet came. He and his followers made a ring surrounding the hospital, and I went out to face them.
2: Good night, Agent Pierce.
3: And good night to us all. Go to hell. Huh. Right the opposite. We're on our way to heaven.
1: If that's where you want to end up, I'm pretty sure you took a wrong turn a long time ago. No.
3: We're in exactly the right place. You know this is a sacred space, an elemental cathedral, a portal of dark energy. You can
1: quit sermonizing. You're not going to recruit
3: me. Oh, you'll never understand, will you? Because you only see the
2: surface
1: of things. I feel sorry for her. (laughs) Don't. This place
2: is special. You've seen the caves, the ciphers on the walls, the totems, the carvings, the altars. But you failed to recognize their transcendent meaning.
1: You the one that placed Layla's body in the cave.
2: We found her dead in a meadow. We arranged her body in the cave as a prayerful burial. She was consumed by the evil we are committed to fighting. The long night has come. And now the division between this world and the next will open. If our souls are going to ascend... We need to earn the way and offer a worthy sacrifice. Hand over
0: Sheriff Reed.
1: Come and get it. Reed is a source of evil, just like the Langrocks, and just like the Langrocks, he is poisoning this holy place. He's made some bad decisions, and he's going to have to live with them. People change. If you choose to stand in the way, Agent Pierce, you two will bleed. Well, lucky for me, I don't bleed. <laughs>
2: doesn't have enough bullets for all of us! I wish you good
4: night, Agent yes.
2: There!
1: You needed somebody evil enough to sacrifice? The knight can have him! And then? Then the members of the cult just stood there. They didn't seem to know what to do without him. I fired a few more shots into the pavement near their feet, and that did it. They ran off into the night.
2: Well, is that that it? What do you mean? Well, it's just the expression on your face made you look like you were about to say something else.
1: I'm not human, Agent Marshall. And neither are you. You seem to have forgotten that.
2: Pierce, something else happened. Just tell me. I don't know. Even, look, even if you don't understand it, just just tell me, please.
1: Do you remember the patterns in the rock art of the Tarek?
2: The cosmic swirl, yeah, the, the light of the aurora, yeah.
1: It's not possible, of course. I thought out of the gunshot wound I saw something drift out of him up up and suddenly the sky lit up burning with the color of the aurora borealis you saw it and it was like you said like someone flipped a switch Was Let's get back to your story.
2: No, Come on, Pierce. I already told you. I
1: know you're lying, Agent Marshall.
2: Why would you say that?
1: Because you weren't alone.
4: Well, you work on the water, you're going to see something, right? Now, I've seen some things over the years, let me tell you. But, but that boat full of dead fishermen beats all. It sure does. I can't stop thinking about that. Huh. I've been on edge, everybody in Burns has. So when I seen that Logan feller come on down the docks, I paid attention. That suit you've been running with, he was with him. Sure. So when they untied one of the Langrock boats, climbed on board, I said, Old Ben Fountain, you best follow. And so that's what I did. I, I followed. Lights off, throttle low. Followed them all the way out to the Five Fingers.
1: Well?
2: well? What else did you have to say?
1: You and I have the same interrogation directives. Never reveal the truth, even if you have it. Make the source speak and implicate or excuse themselves. <sighs> Agent Marshall. Tad. You know me. I am your partner. After everything we've been through together, I need... To know the truth. That's the only way I can help you. Whatever it is, whatever you did, I trust you had a good reason for it. Tell me. I am your only way out of this. Okay. So what's the truth, Agent Marshall?
2: I lied.
3: Okay. Head over to those islands. The five fingers We're going to the thickest one off to the right. The one that juts out like a thump. Okay, uh, but where am I supposed to dock? Just wait. You'll see it. Right there. You see the dock? Yeah. Uh, but this is gonna be tricky with the waves getting rocks. I'll take it from here, Bob. Oh. Okay. Get your ass starboard side and throw over the bumpers. Yeah, you tied off. You did good, Russ Bucket. Now, lead the way.
2: Way up these stairs?
3: Yep. Old 442 bunker
2: at the top. It's a rendezvous point, huh? You good? For, uh, drug shipments? It was.
3: took care of them. took care of the traffickers, too. Bratma, Russian what do? what do you think I did? Same thing I did to that boat. Same thing I did to that sawmill. Same thing I did to that drug lab. You know, you work with the Langrocks, you die with the Langrocks. All right. Inside. Go on. This is where they made the drug drop. Structure is built right into the rock. Soldiers used to live here for weeks on end, did their cooking and their working in here. There's another room past this one, bunks. They keep watch, eyes on the horizon, waiting for gunships, fighter planes, death.
2: You said you wanted to show me something.
3: Let's talk first. Sit down. Have a drink. Bye. Don't drink. Well, then, let's just do the sitting part. Okay. So, um... You wanted to... I don't know. remember a lot about my life, but I remember, as a kid, uh, I remember thinking there was a space in your body for your soul. Same as a heart or a liver. Its own organ, you know. Oh.
2: But a robot wouldn't know anything about that. Would you? Well, I, I know that humans like to think of themselves as having a special purpose in, in the world, and this often manifests itself into spiritual thinking.
3: Well, all I know is if I have got a soul, it's rotten. I should have had it carved out of me a long time ago. You see yourself as a sinner.
2: Killing is a sin, isn't it? So I'm a sinner, all right. You've been mind-wiped more than once, but your mutant healing powers make the process challenging. How much do you remember? <sighs> I don't know. More and more
3: stuff is coming back just the other day I dreamed about a beach waves rolling over red bodies everywhere soldiers but their uniforms were like something out of an old photograph but me I was I was wearing this suit this yellow suit and I was the only thing alive and uh was another name people called me from before they they called me wolverine
2: wolverine and wolverine belongs to the arsenal of Webinx and you're here to retrieve me
3: must mean some dirty work needs to get done right what they want me in syria north korea what i wouldn't know like you i'm just a tool oh there's a big damn difference between you and me tin man I'm real.
2: You're not. That adamantium in your bones indicates otherwise. You are an augmented version of reality factory built the same as me. We are both programmed to... (sighs) Shut
3: End of the world, that's what they call Alaska. That's why I came here end
2: to kill yourself
3: maybe I worked 80 hours a week dragged myself into oblivion had my nerves fried out I was trying to make myself empty oh, I, I knew what was happening on those boats long before I did anything about it I didn't want to think or care one way or another because that would mean I had to feel. But then that dumb bastard Sammy had to get dragged down by the crab pot. I I should have left his... I should have let his ass sink. That's when all this trouble started. You saved him. I saved him from drowning, maybe, but I cut off his arm to do it. That's the kind of hero I am. And when the crew saw me for what I was a monster, a mutant, the whole reason that I came here to hide, to disappear vanished in that moment. I knew nothing would be the same after that. I was ready to let the ocean swallow me up, ready to die. I jumped. Maybe might be a thousand ways to die in Alaska, but water is the only sure bet for me. I can heal, but I still need to breathe. I have shot myself. I have laid down on train tracks. I have thrown myself off skyscrapers. But this, this was permanent. So I swam for shore. I didn't know at first. Just dumb animal instinct, I suppose. I needed to live. Took me a while to understand that. After I saved Sammy on the boat, the crew treated me like I was a freak. After I roughed up that bar, the Langbrocks treated me like a weapon. But after I saved Sherman from those wolves,
2: treated you like a savior?
3: Savior. Let's just say he pushed me to put the claws to good use. Lang Rocks. Just another example of American greed. Cutting down forests and fishing the bearing dry wasn't good enough for them. Drug pipelines kept the bank fed and the town addicted to them. Anybody who got in their way didn't stand a chance. I couldn't stand by and just pretend like it wasn't happening.
1: Agent Marshall, why are you stopping?
2: (sighs) Come on, Pierce. Sally, we're a team. Aren't we? I mean, we're meant to complement each other.
1: We were a team. I'm not so sure anymore. You chose to rewire your neural surveillance drive to suit your own agenda.
2: Logan drowned. Logan died. I killed him. Our mission was completed. That can still be true. But it's not. What did the fishermen see? Okay, just play me the rest of the recording. No. Just play it. You're going to get what you want out of me anyway. No. Listen. You can rely on my testimony, okay? I I can show you how to wipe this conversation. I can show you how to... Agent Marshall,
1: moving forward, I would suggest you choose your words very carefully. all
2: I am asking is... Pierce, can't we just talk for a minute, just you and me? Silence all the recordings and, and the readings, and then just afterwards, if you want, I'll repeat everything, everything I'm about to tell you.
1: Okay. Ready? There. Radio silence. Your turn, Agent
2: Marshall. Okay.
3: Got a question for you. Something I'm not sure I totally understand. You came here for me. Yes. But you allow yourself to get caught up in other cases, cracking down on the drug network, chasing down a serial killer you must have known wasn't me.
2: After a while, it became clear that you were at war with the Langrocks. We thought the best way to find you, or lure you, was to close in on them. That ain't the whole truth, though, is it? What do you mean?
3: I think you were looking for another mutant to enlist in your army. And once you realized what Hudson was, I think you wanted to bring him home as a bright, shiny
2: prize for the bosses. How long did it take you to figure out that Hudson was the one killing those women?
3: Thought it was the prophet at first, but all it took was a good beating to get the truth out of him. Something else was using the caves as an underground highway system. Prophet didn't know what. He believed it was some angry spirit of the night. But I hunted around, and I caught the stink of it.
2: And it led me to the Langrocks, But... I still don't understand what I'm doing
3: here. Like I said before, I sniffed you guys out the moment you got to town, right? So? So, why couldn't you artificials do the same for Hudson? Hm?
2: Sentinel's a program to identify mutants. Well, the gene must be latent. It requires more study, but I guess his mutant gene only turns on when his adrenaline surges. Makes an ideal
3: weapon, doesn't it? Easier to sneak behind enemy lines, easier to control. Perfect for Weapon X. Why
2: does any of this matter now? He got away.
3: You might be a computer, but you're dumber than meat.
2: Hudson? Why? I want to hear from him myself. finally
0: found your killer, Agent Marshall.
3: How did you search the caves until I caught his stink? I lit a bunch of brush on fire, smoked him out, and brought him down with the same chemical cocktail they pumped into me after that bar fight that. <laughs> tranquilizer They used to bring down grizzlies. It's, it's what his old man was using on him to keep him low throughout business hours. He had a whole fridge full of syringes in that outbuilding they used for training. I tied him, gagged him, threw him in the bunker and now here we are in the middle of our little parlay. Take him.
2: What are you proposing?
3: I'm saying... I'll give him to you. Train him to be your good little dog. What about you? Me. I'm a ghost. I'm gone. You killed me. Hmm? Bosses won't be happy, but they won't be met for long if you give them
0: Hudson. You're not resisting? Why would I? You expect me to... Beg? Cry?
2: You think I I want to escape? To what? To where?
3: Father's home. Oh, you'd have to kick the strawberry kids out. They've
0: taken over the estate. (laughs) Well then, there's nothing left for me here. Anyway, I'm done with Alaska. I'm done being a Langrock. So you want this then? What, What Logan's proposing? If I can be treated with dignity, if I can
2: be special, of course. He's in. I'm out. That's the offer. It's an easy decision. Look, even even if I did agree to this, I am outfitted with surveillance. Everything we are talking about is being recorded. Erase the last few hours. Tell them you killed me. Drown me. Then give them Hudson.
3: He's not going to tell him any different.
1: So you let him go?
2: Yeah. I, I believe he wants to do good, but Pierce, we need to let him. Let him be drowned, let him be dead, let him never be seen again.
1: That would have been a lot easier without the fisherman, old Ben Fountain, wouldn't it?
2: He'd corroborate the story about me drowning Logan.
1: Well, everyone tells the truth eventually. Go on, Agent Marshall. Where did Logan go?
2: Uh, um... Okay. Uh, Mallory. Uh, Mallory had arranged for him to shuttle her out of the Five Fingers. They were gonna pick Logan up there and head to Seattle, and they were going to go their separate ways. Start over.
4: Why are you smiling?
1: Always let the witness speak.
4: I, I followed. Lights off, throttle low. Followed him all the way out to the Five Fingers. And I had to keep my distance, of course, but I saw. Your friend, your boy, the other suit. He went after Logan, roundhoused him, dragged him off the rock and into the ocean. Thought they were both goners for sure, but however many minutes later, One of them broke the surface, came crawling back to life.
2: So he didn't tell you the truth? He
1: didn't need to. You just did. Don't you remember our directive? Never reveal the truth, even if you have it. Make the source speak and implicate themselves. Please.
2: Pierce, I gave Hudson to Weapon X, isn't that enough? Just let Logan go. Let Logan be his own hero. Let Logan be free. Thank you
1: for your service, Agent Marshall, but you can't escape what you've done. Pierce. And neither can Logan. Pierce, no! So do you think they'll find out
3: the truth? They usually do.
1: How long of a head start do we have?
3: I don't know. Hours, months. I figure we head across the Bering, Chukchi Sea. There's, a, there's a, a Russian port there, Whaling, and then we'll grab another boat, make our way to Japan. Wait, we're
1: we're going to Japan? Uh huh. Why Japan?
3: There's more and more memories coming back to me. It, I, seem, I seem to recall having some friends there.
1: Yeah, probably some enemies. Oh,
3: yeah, that's a given.
1: The second the claws come out, I'm done with you. I don't want to be part of some traveling war.
3: Okay, let's just get to Japan, and then we'll figure out the next step. You're welcome to go your own way after that.
4: Great.
1: Logan, why did you decide to live? What do you mean? Well, a few months ago, when you jumped off that boat, you said you wanted to kill yourself. You said you wanted to drown, but you didn't. You fought your way to shore. Why?
3: I don't know. When I was in the water, When I was sinking down into the black, instinct took over, the will to survive was too strong. Even if I could hardly stand to live, my body made me fight. It took me a while to understand, but what I realized was, I'm gonna keep breathing, and I gotta learn to live with this guilt. If I'm gonna earn my oxygen, then I gotta make memories I can live with. I gotta put these claws to good use.
0: Assistant directed by Chloe Priscinos. Produced by Jenny Radlett and Daniel Fink. Written by Benjamin Percy. Scott Adsit as Sheriff Ridge. Bob Balaban as Joseph Langrock. Zoe Chow as Mallory. Otto Isondo as Agent Marshall. Celia Keenan-Bolger as Agent Pierce. Andrew Keenan-Bolger as Bobby. Brian Stokes Mitchell as Prophet. Jordan Bridges as the Fisherman. Joanne Tucker as Dr. Beckman. Our associate producer is Chloe Wilson. Our production manager is Emily Pontecorvo, casting by Shayna Markowitz. Our recording engineer is Colin Alexander. Production assistance from Stephanie Karayuki, Carly Krim, and Frank Cooper. Original composition by Daru. Additional music by Max Espranzi. Sound design and mixing by Brendan Baker and Chloe Priscinos. Post-production services provided by Phenomathon. Production legal by Eric Spiegelman, Lindsay Bowen, and Michaela Gross. Executive produced by Dan Buckley, Joe Casada, Dan Silver, Axel Alonso, and Chris Bannon. Our executive editor is Peter Clowney. Marvel's consulting producers are Harry Goh and Sarah Amos. Special thanks to CDM Studios, Matt Corley, Parabolic Studios, SAG-AFTRA, and Wagon Road Camp. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. For even more Wolverine the Long Night, listen to the Marvel After Show, hosted by Christina Harrington and Chara Milligan. Wolverine is a production of Marvel and Stitcher.